You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, a Tom Thibodeau favorite could be on his way out of New York. The team elected not to pick up the $15 million team option for point guard Derrick Rose. Rose fell out of favor uh, and out of the rotation this season and was used in more of a mentor role for the younger players uh, during this past year. It is believed that the Knicks would consider bringing back Derrick Rose at a much lower number. Mark Stein does report that the Bulls, the Suns, and the Bucks are all teams that could have interest in the veteran guard. So, Tommy, when you saw the news come down about the Rose team option being declined, what indications, if any, did you draw from how the Knicks may be approaching this offseason by deciding not to pick up Derrick Rose's option? Yeah, I, I thought, unfortunately, it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, Rose had played 26 games in 21, 22, 27 games last year. A lot of those were garbage time minutes, um, you know, average 5.6 points in, in 12 minutes a night. Um, and even when he was on the floor, looked like a shell of himself. Um, yeah. you know, just the, those those accumulation of injuries. We know youngest MVP to the youngest player to win an MVP and the and the torn ACL early in the Chicago days, bounced back to, to kind of revive his career. Um, you know, had some bright spots in Minnesota and then came over uh, at the deadline and was, you know, a really important player for the Knicks. Amazingly, he actually played more games post deadline that 2021 season played 35 mm-hmm. games um and he hadn't played more than 27 games in any full full season since um, wow. he was the best player in that Atlanta series for New York um you know so so credit to D Rose and again as you mentioned um another guy that was really important to, to changing the culture and the, the way the league viewed this team um teamed up with Thibodeau um and, and was a significant opponent I, I thought the only way that the Knicks would pick up uh, would pick up the option or would be or not decline the option um, would be to uh, if he was involved as kind of a salary filler in a larger trade um, but the Knicks still have Fournier to kind of uh, you know to, 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 to fill that role that's the first thing I thought it was okay the Knicks don't have anything on the you know on the forefront right now they're not yeah. close to making any deal um, uh, that was the indication that, that I got from the from the Rose uh, you know because it just gives them a lot of flexibility no reason to do it right up until you have to um, so, so that's kind of the case there. And again, the Knicks have plenty of point guard depth. Brunson, you know what he's going to bring to the table. IQ, sixth man of the year, and Miles McBride, who should get more minutes than he does. So there just is is no room for uh, Derrick Rose. I still wouldn't rule him out coming back as kind of a um, Udonis Haslam, you know, Taj Gibson type end of the bench veteran. Um, yeah. You know, a, a, a reserve slash assistant coach. You know, um, but I personally would love to see him get a one last opportunity to put together a healthy season in Los Angeles with the Lakers. Or you know maybe help get the Bulls back to the playoffs, something like that. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think I drew the same takeaways when the news came down that they were going to decline the option. I think that the only reason they would have picked up his option would have been to use him in a trade for a big salary star, at the very least, a, a big trade involving a lot of players potentially, where you would use that fifteen million dollars to match the money needed to make a deal like that happen. The fact that they decided that we're going to decline it essentially meant that there was going to be a likelihood that if they picked up his option, he would have been on the Knicks roster at $15 million. And of course that was a non-starter. No way you could have that happen. Even if there's a chance of that happening, Knicks couldn't allow a lot of that to happen. So that's why the Knicks decide, okay, we're going to decline this uh, option. You mentioned they do have Fournier. So if a deal comes up, we do have someone at a pretty big number that maybe we can hope get something down the down the road and onto the finish line or past the finish line 
But for, for Derrick Rose, I mean, look, I, I got nothing but love for Derrick Rose for how he played as Nick, how he represented himself as a Nick, a much better go around the second time than the first time when he was a Nick during the Phil Jackson era when, you know, he went AWOL and, and then that whole situation, how that season went down, a disastrous season for the New York Knicks. I think Derrick Rose really kind of uh, selected himself as a guy that, you know, and maybe it's not that long from now, maybe a couple years, three years, you know, you'll be seeing him at MSG getting a, you know, a nice ovation with the crowd is, you know, Knicks alumni, Derrick Rose. I think that he's definitely now become a part of the Knicks family when it comes to uh, the way Dolan, the way the front office sees him, uh, the CAA connections, of course, with Leon Rose. Rose played well when they needed him to, which was that first year when they brought him in in that trade. He uh, was a, a sixth man of the year candidate, a finalist that year, played really well in that series against Atlanta, maybe the only guy that played really well in that series against Atlanta. And since then, has been a pro. Um, there's many reasons why this season he could have uh, uh, moaned and complained about not getting enough playing time. Uh, he's a guy that's accomplished a lot in this league, and the Knicks put together a team this year that could compete in the playoffs and make a run. And you know he wanted to be out there. You know this is at this point in his stage, this stage of his career, what he's playing for. He's playing for uh, the opportunity to go deep in playoff runs and try to win a championship. So it probably was tough to sit there on the sidelines and watch the Knicks essentially do that this year without him. But the fact that he handled it like a pro is something that I, I cannot uh, stress enough was was instrumental, I think, to make sure the chemistry of this team was right. Like if him and Fournier really start belly aching and really causing major issues, the the chemistry of this team could have been off. I mean, we just talked about last week about, you know, this argument Tom Thibodeau had with Obi Toppin and Obi Toppin coming in this offseason saying, hey, you know, I want more time or if not, then we need to find a way to trade me like if you already had that bubbling under the surface, imagine what would have happened if you didn't had also Derrick Rose and Fournier causing other issues as well. So we got to give a lot of credit to Derrick Rose for handling his situation like a pro. Uh, when it comes to if I would want him back, I don't know if I would, honestly. It's not anything personal, but I almost feel like at a certain point, you kind of have to turn the page to a certain era of, you know, Knicks basketball. And I'm not... I'm not saying the guys that are veterans that can go and help the young guys aren't important, but I want to put the best 12, 15 man roster I possibly can out there. Uh, Derek Rose at this point, from what I saw him on the court, he just doesn't look like a guy that can play. I don't know if you saw though. It was interesting. Julius Randall on that PG podcast. He was on. I don't know how they got into the conversation about Derek Rose, but they asked him about Derek, Derek Rose. I think they had someone asked him what's it like playing, with a legend, essentially, and that's what Derrick Rose essentially is. And he talked about, hey, you know, it's great. Derrick Rose is, a, you know, he's a great locker room guy. He's really helped our young guys. And and then he said, look, he can still play. He's like, don't get it twisted. He can still play. And one of PG's co-hosts said, well, I thought he should have played in the playoffs. And Julius Randall kind of chuckled and said, well, don't get me in trouble. It almost sounds like Julius Randall maybe thinks that Derrick Rose has something left in the tank. And maybe he thinks that he's someone that they could have used down the stretch. Like, is there any thought in your mind that maybe Derrick Rose does have something left in the tank and he can contribute to a contender? Yeah, I mean, listen, I thought I was I was hesitant when the Knicks made the trade for Rose at the deadline, you know, um, two, three years ago. Um, I did certainly didn't see him envision him, be, you know, emerging as a key component um, on the team. Um, so I'm, I'm hesitant to to 
to write off guys like that. I mean, Rose has come back from so much diversity. I mean, just the fact he made the NBA from where he grew up, Southside Chicago, um, yeah. the, just the, the, the circumstances he escaped um, to to elevate himself to one of the be, you know best point guards in the world, the youngest MVP uh, in NBA history. Those are the type of guys that uh, I wouldn't count out. So you know, he obviously he didn't play well last year. He didn't look good last year. At the yeah. same time, we saw him after he had not played an NBA game for three weeks, come in, play four minutes, and take a few shots. Um, very difficult to do uh, yeah. under those circumstances. Difficult Absolutely. to look good or you know sharp or clean and crisp. Um, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to a team like LA or Chicago or you know you know uh, the Clippers maybe somebody that needs some some point guard help um, and and gives them eighteen to twenty solid minutes on and off the bench. You know he's not a good defender at this stage of the career. Um, he's improved his three point stroke, which you know is obviously immensely important because um, he's not as quick, not as athletic, not as an elite finisher as he once was. Um, arguably the most explosive point guard I've I've ever seen. You know he, yeah. his, his his dunk over over Dragic, uh, maybe my favorite in game. Dunk in NBA history. Um, yeah, he has all timer. His uh, his high school mixtape um, is, is legendary. He was he's. I mean, people say you know people compare you know John Morant and and some other guys. I mean, but if you watch a young Derrick Rose, those first three four years in the NBA, um, there has never been anything like that before. I don't think there's been anything like that since. Um, maybe Westbrook is, is in that conversation in terms of combination of size, strength, athleticism from elite guard. But uh, Rose was that dude. I, I think kids today, um, you know, he gets respect as kind of a, a revered figure. Um, but I don't know if, 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 if young folks today understand just how good he was that early on in his career. Yeah, and one of the biggest pet peeves I have in conversations about basketball is the, you know, relitigation of guys getting awards from people who weren't around or, or don't remember why guys got, guys got awards. And one of the biggest uh, relitigations I see all the time on, you know, basketball Twitter or the basketball internet is why Derrick Rose win that MVP over LeBron James several years back. And it just drives me crazy because what Derrick Rose did for that Bulls team, making them the number one seed in the Eastern Conference over that Miami team that had the big three, um, the way Derrick Rose just completely annihilated essentially every point guard matchup he had that season. And at a time where the point guards back then were killers, you're talking about Chris Paul, you're talking about Darren Williams, you're talking about Rajon Rondo. Look at his head to head numbers against all those guys during that season. Absolutely dominating that matchup offensively and defensively. I mean, he was an absolute killer. You can't just look at uh, how many points a game a guy was averaging in field goal percentage to say, oh, this, this guy should have won an MVP over that guy. Like, it just doesn't – presenting those numbers without context is a, a fool's errand. And I, I can't stand it when it comes to talking about Derrick Rose and his legacy. He absolutely deserved that MVP. And like you said, definitely one of the best point guards of his generation for sure. And you, one of those what-ifs, you know, you just wonder if, if he never got hurt, would he have ever left Chicago? You know, would he have ever won a championship? Like, how does his career directly change um, if that doesn't happen? Do you think Derrick Rose gets in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, listen, every MVP has. It's a fascinating yeah. question. You know, I think a lot of people have said if there's ever a player that won't get to the Hall of Fame that's won an MVP, um, it's Rose. Man, I think, again, we've and we've talked about this before, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, so you factor in his, his, his uh, one season under Calipari. Um, and it's in, in the uh, at Memphis at NCAA level. 
um, when he was productive and, and got his team to a final game. And then obviously state championships in Chicago. Um, I think I'd lean towards putting him in again. I just think, um, you know, the totality of his career is is not necessarily up there, you know, cumulative counting stats, et cetera, with, with, the, the, with some other players that have, have been elevated and elected into the hole. But um, one other factor that, that people like to, you know, um, you know, Sandy Koufax didn't pitch as long as Nolan Ryan, but this peak was, was as good, was better than anybody else's, you know, the yeah. side of Bob Gibson. So I think, you know, those factors, and he did enough. He kind of had that resurgence with the Knicks, um, obviously late in his career when he was, uh, you know, finalist for sixth man of the year. Yeah. Um, he had, he had good years in Minnesota and in Detroit too, as a, as did, a role he, he had solid years, guy. not dominant, but good enough to, you know, yeah. you know, um, to, 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 to elevate his, his, his career statistics, um, to a place where I would be feel comfortable voting for him. I, I think, um, gun to my head, I, I think he, he deserves to, uh, to get elected into the hall. Yeah. It will be interesting to see what happened with Derrick Rose, his hall of fame case, his career trajectory. He doesn't sound like a guy at all that's uh, looking to retire. So what happens with him next season? And if it is a, a situation where he's back with the Knicks, I, it would you, be something to follow. Do you think he gets any, Jay? Something tells me no. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, you're essentially putting him in in a basically a four-year right. a four-year window, you're saying. You're saying comes into the league, rookie of the year, then three straight all-star games, one of them MVP, and then hurt. And then at that point, not a Hall of Fame player, a good player still. Correct. A guy who's like a winning six-man of the year type of player, but not a Hall of Fame player. Is that enough to, to put him in? My instinct tells me that, that he – won't get in. The guy I think about when I compare him is Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway didn't mm. win a it's championship. He didn't win an MVP. But, I mean, that's a guy that had essentially a, same, a similar window, probably three, four, five, maybe even longer window of being an elite player, but then got hurt. And then still played years after that, had some good years, but right. never, uh, you know, uh, back to that all-star caliber. And he is not in the Hall of Fame. And I, I think I've seen some people bubble and say, hey, you know, Penny Hardaway should get in. But I don't see this, like, case anybody no. banging the door saying get Penny Hardaway in the Hall of Fame. Now, Penny doesn't have an MVP, so that's a, a major yeah. difference. Penny Hardaway was All-NBA first team, so he was an elite player. Twice. But, twice. Yeah. When they were point guards. Uh, he, You know, when there was elite Yes, exactly. Guard, as you mentioned. Exactly. So, Penny Hardaway was that dude. And yes. he's not in the Hall of Fame because of an injury. so Or multiple injuries, really. So, that if that's the precedent, that's why I lean no. If the MVP is what puts him over the top, I could see that happening, but that that was why I, I kind of lean no. It's tough. Uh, it's going to be tough. I think he has he. Derrick Rose has a lot of sentimental value and sentimental love from a lot of people who love this game because of how he plays this game. Yeah, so yeah. that could that can end up putting him over the top. You never know. He's kind of have like he kind of has an Allen Iverson kind of. A feel to him where it's like it's not it goes again beyond the box score beyond what he actually did in terms of the 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 numbers sometimes it's just the impact the cultural impact that a guy has and, and d yes. rose uh, he definitely checks that box in a major way uh, to, uh i just looked it up um penny only finished inside the top 10 in mvp voting once um he was third in 95 96 behind jordan and the and, yeah there you go so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm I'm very curious when Derrick Rose retires, what the the, the lay of the land is and, and his MVP, excuse me, his uh, Hall of Fame case. But uh, guys, good luck to Derrick Rose in this offseason. Hopefully, he 
finds a home and he can go out there and uh, contribute to some team. And if it's the Knicks, then hopefully he can come here and continue to be uh, the solid uh, veteran mentor that he's been.